the college experience, AAC American athletic conference, college basketball preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by MyBookie.ag. The my bookie Turkey day free play is back this Thanksgiving. That's right up to a $250 free bet on the Texans lions game exclusively at MyBookie.ag. promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by thrive fantasy thrive. Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the app store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome to the college experience, American athletic conference, the AAC college basketball preview. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and we're picking AAC. You know, we're taking East Carolina to win the national championship. When I say we though, I am joined by my co-host College basketball DFS God uh, for college football and college basketball. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock given, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? What's going on? How are we doing today? We're talking American Athletic Conference. You know I'm doing good, man. AAC, hell yeah! Now, I mean, what they won one national championship with Kevin Ollie and UConn, but UConn's gone now. They said no more AAC. You're kicking our ass in football too much, and our basketball team fits in the Big East, which I actually kind of agree with. But, um, you know, as much as we like the the AAC, UConn is Big East. They never yeah. they never fit well there on the basketball court. You know, they belong in the Big East. I'm glad they uh, they parted ways and, and went back home. They still want a natty in the AAC, which is crazy when you think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean the AAC is a nice conference, especially the top tier. You know, the the top half. They got some really good basketball schools. Uh, so definitely, you know, nothing to sleep on here. This is a good basketball conference. You'll see when we dive in team by team, I'm still hurting. You know, obviously I'm hurting from no March madness last year. That's going to be something even when I'm 70 years old, I'm be like, remember that year in 2020, we didn't get that March madness. Um, but man, a couple of years ago, Houston played Michigan the year. Michigan went to the national championship and lost to, was it Villanova? Yeah, I think so. Right. That sounds correct. I'm in Vegas with, with SGP guys, real money Kramer and Sean green. And I have a money line play on Houston to beat Michigan. And they, uh, I think they were a heavy dog, man. I think they were like a nine or 10 point dog. And I took it on the money line 
and Houston is up by three with it was either two. I think no, they're up by two with like ten seconds left. Well, I think actually two bat uh, probably under a minute. They went to the free throw line twice. Eighty-eight percent free throw shooter goes zero for four. Michigan makes a three at the buzzer. For you remember that shot, like a little bit past half court. Yeah, makes that dude. That was a brutal. I I still like wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and think about man, eighty-eight percent free throw shooter. How are you missing those free throws, man? How are you missing those free throws? That was um, a tough one. They 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 could have done a lot that year. That was a that was a, a tough pill to swallow. Oh man, that was tough. But uh, so you look at this year, and we'll go back and forth. If if you haven't, uh, if you okay, if you haven't, uh, you know, really had a chance to to preview all the episodes that we've done, they're all out there, guys. If you're wondering, hey, if you're a first time listener, we are the College Experience. We handicap every single Division One college football and college basketball game. We've been doing that for. Uh, what three and a half plus years uh, picking every game. We release a spreadsheet over at sports gambling podcast.com. So make sure you go there and check it out. Uh, we, we never charge for our picks. They're all free. Uh, we're over 500 picking every season. Me NC, Nick, Patty C. Um, and we also are way over 500 on our locks for each season. So plenty of reason for you to tune into this thing, but also if you're a college basketball fan of the other conferences, we're, we, uh, we at the college experience, we don't, uh, we cover them all. We don't uh, discriminate. Uh, we cover every single conference in college football and college basketball division one. So make sure you check out all those other episodes, except the Ivy league. Cause they're pussies. We even did a podcast though. I, I would encourage the fans to listen to that. Uh, yeah, exactly. I get your reference now. Uh, Possibly your greatest conference preview ever. <laughs> Our buddy Kyle texted me that too. Uh, but um, when you look at the AAC, the way we do this thing, if if you have if you're a first time listener, is we just go back and forth on our projected orders, and we'll start off with uh, NC Nick here. Who is your top team in the AAC? I think we probably have the same team. I'd be shocked if anybody doesn't have Houston as number one. Correct, correct. Uh, Dude, Kelvin Sampson is doing big things down there. He's got that program at a very nice place. The best it's you been know, since I- since Drexler and Olajuwon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without question, you know, um, they were a little young last year and yeah, I mean, they still had a, a good team last year, but it wasn't quite as good as some of those teams that you mentioned that went on in, in the uh, tournament and, and really had chances to go far. I think this year they have a chance to be a top 10 team in the country and have a chance to really go deep in March. Yeah. And it's crazy to see like I'm looking at one publication telling me Caleb Mills is on the bench. I'm like, damn. I mean, he, I watched a lot of Houston basketball. He's a baller. He's on the bench. He's coming off the yeah. bench. That's, that's a, that's maybe the best six man in all of college basketball. Yeah. Um, I mean, call him microwave Johnson if that's the case, but with, <laughs> with Mills Grimes and Jero, that, that three guard lineup is just freaking dynamite. Don't you know? forget about Marcus Sasser, the son of Jason Sasser. You might remember him in the nineties at Texas tech. That's that, that's just making me feel old. If his son is in college right now, yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah buddy. man, they, they have hands down the best backcourt in this conference and maybe one of the best in the country. So watch out for Houston, even the Cameron Tyson, Idaho transfer. I mean, I know Idaho plays in the big sky and they're a bad team in the big sky, but the dude put 14 points a game up. So even like having a guy like that, who, yeah, you're they're not expecting 14 points from him at Houston. They're expecting a guy to come in and make a bucket or two. And I think he'll be able to do that. 
So him, I mean, I know they're waiting on a waiver for, uh, for uh, the Arkansas guy, Reggie Chaney, the transfer, but I mean, just Mills, Grimes, Sasser, Drew. I mean, this. I, I think this team's gonna roll. I think they're. I think they're gonna. Yeah. They're gonna win this conference by a couple games. Actually, a lot of people yeah. think it's gonna be close. I don't think so. Well, I think it was a, a three uh, three way tie last year. Uh, I think Houston is gonna run away with it this year. I totally agree. Those other schools have lost too much. I mean, Houston really they lose two guys, you know, and 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 one of the guys is still on the roster, but he tore his ACL, so he won't play this year. Uh, yeah, this this is gonna be a perimeter oriented team. Their big men are really just there to rebound and protect the rim. But uh, like I mentioned, man, Kelvin Sampson has his program in a really good place. I expect Houston to to give you know that they're going to be right there when you talk about potentially uh, a three seed, maybe a four seed, if not better. And I'm saying, watch out come March because I think this team, I think they're experienced. Um, three redshirt seniors are projected to start along with a junior and a sophomore. They have top 10 in the country potential it, easily. It, it's funny. Cause someone on Twitter was asking me, who is this year's Dayton? And they said, so they were asking me essentially like, what well, I was like, what do you mean? Like the best team in college basketball maybe. And he's like, no, the mid major that like can come out and, and play for the national championship or win for the national or win the national championship. And I was like, well, obviously the first play is going to be Gonzaga. I think that we all assume even though they, yeah. but, but in my head, I mean, I, I it's funny. I, I didn't, I kind of blanked on Houston and I just fired back, you know, I think the, the, that Richmond could be a team that maybe could get to a final four. I mean, with the, if with all the right bounces or, uh, you know, it's really hard to project that no one had, I had Loyola in like the Loyola Chicago. Sure. I think I had them in the sweet 16 or the elite eight, but I didn't have them in the final four. I didn't have, right. I didn't have George Mason in the final four. So, uh, I might've had Wichita one of those years, but, um, uh, Houston is one that I can't believe I blanked on because I think I would not be surprised that this team went to the final four. Yeah. If he's talking about a mid major, like to come from somewhat obscurity, then Houston would fit the bill. Gonzaga doesn't fit the bill. Cause they're, you know, a I mean, national power now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody expects them to do well and, and, you know, and be right there pretty much every year. So if I was to think of one mid major, I mean, I, I don't think there'd be any other, or as good of a chance other than Houston. Yeah. I think Houston is yeah. the possible date in this year. Definitely. I think you got like maybe, maybe Missouri Valley, like maybe you can make a case Loyola or, or Northern Iowa yeah. could win a couple games right. in the tournament. Maybe I've, I thought I'm kind of bullish on BYU this year. I think they can get into the tournament and then maybe, but the, you need a perfect, I, I'm probably not going to take BYU to go past, you know, the first round or two. So I think Houston is one where you actually think into your head, like, yeah, they could definitely win three or four rounds. So, uh, yeah. How about number two? Are we on the same opinion on number two? I wonder. Well, I think there's a top tier and that top tier is two schools, but after Houston, you know, you could make an argument for a couple of teams, but I'm going to go with Penny Hardaway and his Memphis Tigers. We agree so far. Uh, I thought he got a raw deal by the way, Penny Hardaway. Cause apparently, he, you know, his defense from, from them not having James Weissman last year was that he didn't know he was going to be the coach of Memphis. So he gave him money, but that was prior because he lives in Memphis and has known that family for a long time. Right. He gave them money, but he was, he was not uh, the Memphis head coach at the time. So he didn't I mean, that's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah, I did that. But I, I mean, how the fuck was I supposed to know that I was going to be the head coach of Memphis? 
Right. So, and with all the, you know, possible recruiting violations going on at Arizona, at LSU, Kansas, you know, yeah. Kansas, yeah. NC state, it's like, really? Yeah. You know, they paid to help them move Auburn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. what did he pay like a grand or so for, yeah. you know, some moving company to, yeah. to pack up their having company. Really? The, you know, that's what you're going to nail them for. So, you know, that, that kind of was a whole fiasco around the program last year. And, and James Wiseman only played three games. And uh, you know, I, I think there was, I think losing him and just like, you know, that whole cloud that kind of, you know, uh, got the train off its tracks. Uh, but you know, so obviously Wiseman's gone as is precious Achua, um, and a couple reserves, but man, Penny Hardaway is he's keeping on, he's, he's hitting that recruiting trail. He must be helping a lot of good basketball players, families move because he brings in another five star in a six foot 10 center Musa sissy. And he gets a key transfer from Virginia tech. And that is Landers Nolly who averaged 15 a game uh, as a true freshman last year. Uh, if you watch this dude play, he can straight up put the ball in the basket. He's a scorer. He can hit the three. He's got a mid range game. He's like an old school scorer that can just get buckets. Well, uh, and fr- have you, did you get a chance to watch a lot of Memphis last year? Cause I tell you, Lester Quinones can ball. Yeah. He's a dude with a really short shorts, right? Yeah. Yeah. He can yeah. ball. Uh, I, I didn't mean to I, cut you off though. Continue on with uh, Landers Nolly. He's got nice legs too. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid. No, uh, Landers Nolly in his first ever game in college, he put up 30 on Clemson. Mm. You know, mm. if that gives you, uh, <laughs> you know, a little uh, insight to how, 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 you know, how, how good of a score this guy is, you know, uh, he's going to fit in there really nicely. Yeah. K- uh, Quinones is a very good player. And then uh, DJ Jeffries, a, f- a very solid guard forward also. So with those three guys, you have a really nice nucleus, then add in that true freshman. Uh, this team looks dangerous. Well, you know, it's a, it's a good mix of experience, youth and talent. You know what I find interesting that, that maybe we're underestimating here is that they're much more taller than Houston. So like if they play, I want, that's going to be a, it's almost going to be a little bit of contrast of styles. Um, this Memphis team, I think will definitely be able to be out more physical than them. So certainly. Yeah. Those are matchups to watch. Um, do they play around Robin? Do you know? I Didn't believe so. Twice? I think they, I think so. Yes. With only 11 schools, you would think so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those will be very interesting games to watch because one is definitely perimeter oriented and one is interior oriented. So it'll be very interesting to see the contrast. All right. And then at the three spots. So man, so far we're hitting on all cylinders here. I wonder who you got at the three spot, my friend. Here's where things could get a little bit different. I think, cause I think from here on from three through maybe well, hell, I mean, really throughout the rest of the conference, you can have different people. I think Houston and Memphis is on a clear first tier. And then, then things can get a little bit jumbled, but I have SMU um, mostly because of what they returned. Who do you have at, at their at uh, three? I got SMU. I heard Tim Jankovic uh, speak the other day saying this is by far the best team he's ever had at SMU, uh, which I mean, I know that's not saying a lot, but he has gotten them to the tournament a couple of times. Um, so, uh, or maybe that was Larry Brown. Maybe that was Larry Brown that got him to the tournament when they beat UCLA. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'd have to do, do the homework there, but he says he, this team is by far the best that he's had. 
And if you look at it, I see why, I mean, you, you're bringing in uh, the Oklahoma state transfer and your an a, and that, that guy, uh, 8.1 points a game four or five boards, two blocks. And then you look at the other four, the other four average double digits. So Kendrick Davis at the one Darius McNeil, the Cal transfer at the two Tyson Jolly, who we know from, can just light it up for SMU. And then for hunt at the four spot. And this is another team that's kind of got some height. Um, even on the bench, I think they have a decent depth here. You know, a lot of, sometimes you get some of these teams, you don't, you only see three or four players that played or two or three players that played the year before this team's got a lot of experienced players that played for them last year. So give me the Mustangs at the three spot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, all five upperclassmen will start, you know, they only lose one starter from last year in Isaiah, Mike, you know, and you throw in those transfers you mentioned, and this team looks really intriguing. I mean, they can go eight or nine deep easily. You mentioned, you know, the starting lineup, you got a six ten guy, a six eight guy. Then on the reserves, you got a six ten and a six nine guy. Yeah, so they got some height. They man. can they can match up with Memphis. Those games could be interesting as well. Um, yeah, SMU kind of flying under the radar, but I could I, I think they could have a really nice year. Last year they went nine and nine and finished seventh in the conference. I think they jump up big time here. Yeah, I would agree with you. Okay, so we're three for three hitting here. But before we get to the fourth team in the AAC preview. I want to tell you that the college experience at American athletic conference preview is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Thanksgiving is about tradition. Like, like turducken and mashed potatoes and betting on football with my bookies, Turkey day, free play. My bookies, third annual Turkey day, free play returns Thanksgiving Thursday. It's your chance to bet up to $250 risk free on the th- early Thanksgiving game between the Texans and the lions. The Turkey day free play is a no risk, all gravy wager on the full game spread. Pick the right team and you win. And if your if your team is upset, you lose. Your bet up to two hundred fifty dollars is refunded before the next afternoon game. New players will get their first deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars to help add even more excitement to the greatest football weekend of the year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, make your first deposit and get extra cash that you can use on parlays, teasers, and props all weekend long. Use that promo code SGP in order to claim your bonus and your free bet. And the best part is that's only the beginning. My bookie has promotions all holiday weekend long Turkey day. Free play is Thursday, Thanksgiving, right? That rolls into black Friday boosted odds and finishes the holiday strong with buy one, get one free uh, cyber Monday night football. That's why at my bookie, they call football season, winning season. Check it out. Now, no risk, all gravy, baby, right? Don't forget to use the promo code SGP to claim your freebies only at MyBookie.ag. All right. We are talking AAC basketball. Those first three teams are good. Um, I think, I think the first three are going to get into the tournament. No, agreed. Now and that f- might be where it ends. I don't know. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close on that fourth. Cause this is one where, you know, we talked about this year, how the mid majors are going to really struggle for strength of schedule. I don't know that the AAC falls in that. They're kind of like the Atlantic 10 where I almost feel like they're above the mid majors, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, if you have two or three schools in the top 25, that boosts the overall, you know, schedule ranking of every team in the conference. You know, it's not just, you know, like the big West where usually it was just, or I'm sorry, the West coast conference where usually it was just Gonzaga in the the top 25. You know, if you have a couple schools in there, that's going to boost everybody. Yeah. So who's your number four. If we have the, I wonder if we're gonna have the same, I think we are. We might share this, but I don't know. 
because I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to go the um, Bearcats of Cincinnati. We see eye to eye. Ah, are you serious? We see eye to eye so far. We are. I am on the Cincinnati Bearcats. I think towards the end of the year, this team was playing much better basketball, much more competitive basketball. And I, I actually like John Brandon as a coach. I know some people like, I think it was, who was it? Kenyon Martin, I think blasted the higher. I think he did a good job at Northern Kentucky. And I thought towards the end of the the first year, I thought I saw the program try to turn for the better. And in in my opinion, they lost a lot of close games last year too, but look, I mean, first off, you know, no offense to Kenya Martin, but how close is he to the program or how close is he to other potential hires? Yeah. Just because you didn't win the press conference, just because it wasn't a big splash hire. Doesn't mean it's the right guy. It's not the right guy for the right job. Yeah. You know, Cincinnati's never had, they don't just go out and hire big name coaches. Yeah. Nobody knows who Bobby Huggins was before Cincinnati. Nobody knows who uh, the dude that went to uh, Mick Cronin, who went to uh, UCLA. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> no offense to Kenny Martin, but Hey man, give the dude a chance. Well, I, I remember hearing this story that when the Redskins hired Joe Gibbs, his image didn't really fit the, uh, the traditional football coach image at the time. So I heard that, you know, it was kind of a, uh, kind of a laughing thing at first. I didn't know that until recently, but uh, I wonder if that's the same, perhaps the same type of thing here. Look at Joe. I mean, Joe Gibbs ended up winning three Super Bowls, but uh, there's other examples of that too. I know that uh, when Dabo Sweeney was hired, they wanted Bud Foster. They wanted Rich Rodriguez. They go with Dabo Sweeney and look at the look at Clemson now. You know what I mean, so. <laughs> dude. I mean, Rich Rod is who he is, and I, I I'm a big Bud Foster fan. But those guys have would have flamed out at Clemson. They would not be coaching there right now. Yeah. And Dabo Sweeney has them as you know them in Alabama as year and year out in Ohio State probably as yeah. the best. You know. So you know, like I said. Most people on the perimeter, on the outside, they don't know what goes into a coaching hire. Now I will say sometimes you can pinpoint when the guy's not the right guy. Yeah. But that's usually if you know that guy, if you're getting a a coach from the mid major ranks, you don't really know who he is. Yeah. So give him a chance just because he he doesn't have a big name. Doesn't mean he's not the right guy. Yeah. And I think as the season went along, I thought the the team got a lot better. So you look at this year's team. Now they did lose a decent amount of, uh, players there. Uh, the Cumberland brothers are gone. Trey Scott, Chris McNeil, Sarola, all gone. Um, but Keith Williams back, Chris Vaught back those. T- I mean, that's talk about another team. That's big. Nick is, uh, it's interesting because Houston's playing small ball. Meanwhile, Memphis and SMU have some height and Cincinnati's a, a team that bangs, you know what I mean? So uh, Chris Vaught seven one and they, dude, they're starting a six ten and seven one guy that projected, but they also have the, a you know they also have a key contributor on that bench six nine, you know six eight, uh, the freshman Tari Eason. So this is a tall team and uh, but anyway, back to my my projected starting five. They get the Michigan transfer David DeJulius, uh, seven points a game. But Keith Williams, uh, Chris, Chris Vaught are big ones. And then they, they have a grad transfer from Colgate coming in that I, I'd, I'd prefer that you pronounce his name. Ropolis <laughs> <laughs> Ivanaskus. Uh, wow. That was bad. Yeah. Ivana uh, <laughs> I, I, I know her. Um, <laughs> and, anyway, <Ivanka> d- <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, 
you mentioned a lot of good stuff here, but they also have the top recruiting class in the conference coming in. So if this new coach can recruit like that, the future in Cincinnati will be just fine. You know, this year they take a little bit of a dip. Usually Cincinnati's used to be in, you know, one, two or three in the conference. We only have them at four because they are very young and they lost a lot, but I definitely like the, you know, trajectory of this program. I think they're doing well here. I do think they miss out on the tournament this year, but don't fret too much because uh, brighter days are ahead. I think they're going to be a bubble team. I think it depends on them. You know, there's a, you go through the schedule. There'll be, there's a couple 50, 50 games where if they can win, uh, maybe not even 50, 50, if they could pull an upset over Houston, they're going to have their opportunities here. I mean, obviously every team in the country has their opportunities, but I'm saying, I think even with them losing, say they get swept by Memphis and uh, Houston, they still might have enough to, uh, to be on that bubble to maybe get in. They, they, it depends at a conference wise. They gotta, they gotta look good too. So you might be right. We'll see. All right. At number six, who do you have? Number five. I'm sorry. Yeah. Number five. Jesus. Yeah. All right. So maybe just on history alone, I put Wichita state here We're we are seeing eye to eye, man. (laughs) I'm a skeptic though. I almost put them at six. Uh, no, I definitely contemplated, you know, bumping them down further. Not a whole lot of teams can go through the off season that Wichita state just had, you know, first you had a whole boatload of guys transferring. And then obviously Greg Marshall steps down, you know, by the way, I think he got paid 7 million to step down. Yeah. Hell of a can, can I, that? Dude, do you think Sean and Ryan will let me do that from the college experience guys? I want to step down. Yeah. Can you give me seven? You million? go. Go punch Sean, choke out Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> and then get seven million to walk away. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> oh man, uh, what a crazy world we're living in. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, they lose a bunch of guys. They lose their top three guys from a year ago. Now I do like uh, Etn and Dennis. I think they're solid returning players on the perimeter. And the Gilbert transfer from UConn is intriguing, uh, but you really worry about the front court and the, the, you know, the complete and utter lack of depth on this team. I mean, there's only six guys on the roster who have played a college game and the people coming in, the, you know, these new recruits, they're not like four or five star guys. They can't just walk into onto a college campus and start playing, you know, significant minutes right away. They need time. So this is definitely a, a, a rebuilding year for Wichita. <laughs> I too considered, you know, driving them even further, but it, I don't know. It just seems like the shockers always find a way to, to win some games. Yeah, I agree. I put them there. I mean, I can't believe that they lost. I mean, they had some studs for last year too, that I thought they were in good hands, but everyone transferred out, but still have a decent team and they'll have their opportunities. Uh, they're fighting COVID as we mentioned on their DFS pod. Um, so hopefully they don't get too many games canceled because they're going to need some out of conference wins. If they want to flirt with the NCAA tournament, Uh, at number six, who do you have then? All right. Here's our first difference. I'm going to call it right away. I don't think you got, well, I don't know. They are, they're kind of your boys. They're they're, they're your second favorite team in the conference. I'm not putting ECU up this high. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I'm putting UCF central Florida. We see eye to eye. What the hell is going on, man? (laughs) What the hell is going on? Johnny Dawkins, man, doing a good job at UCF. I actually think, and I didn't, I originally put them at five and then I thought, man, I could just see Wichita's pedigree getting them in over the top, but yeah. I think they're going to battle Wichita for that five spot. 
Well, if you look at UCF, I mean, they, they lose two starters, but their two top scorers in Colin Smith and Darren green are back. And then you toss in some of these transfers from Louisville, Oregon, VCU, and this team gets pretty interesting pretty quickly. So I don't think they're back to where they were two years ago, where they almost beat Duke in the tournament. But I think they're definitely better than last year. Last year they went seven and eleventh, seven and eleven in conference and finished eighth. I think they definitely improve on that. I, I like the team this year. Um, I think they move up to sixth, and they're probably playing in the NIT. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. And they also have Manute Bowles' uh, cousin, apparently, right, or, or son, or what is that, nephew? Nephew? How many Bowles are there? there? There's quite a few of them. Uh, yeah, we got Bull Bull, who I believe is his son. So I think this would be his cousin. And that is Moses Bull seven one coming in. <laughs> Gotta love it. But yeah, I, I have uh, I have UCF there, and I actually think, like I said, there's potential. I'm still mad that Dawkins' son came out early because they were going to be loaded the next year. Didn't even get drafted. Yeah, bad choice. You know, he's probably playing in in Paraguay or you know in Bulgaria or something right now. You know, and hey, if you want to go, you know, make a few hundred thousand dollars playing basketball in Europe, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, I'll do that right now if anybody <laughs> would accept me. <laughs> but maybe he should have stayed with his dad for one more year and make another run in March, you know. But I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, um, you look at this team. I think I think obviously Darren Greenback and Colin Smith's huge. C.J. Walker coming in from Oregon. Darius Perry from Louisville and Sean Mobley from VCU. I think this team's going to be pretty solid. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, f- if they finished ahead of uh, Wichita or even Cincinnati, but I still think Cincinnati at the four, maybe UCF at the five, but I'm going to put them at six. So who do you got at seven? If we're seeing eye to eye here, we're going to have a problem. All right. All right. Here's where there's difference because I'm taking South Florida. I'm on South Florida too. What the fuck is going <laughs> on, dude? I'm this a, might be, this might be a new record. We've done what? Maybe 10 of these, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, conference previews and we've not gone through this many schools without having, especially, I mean, you know, this isn't, we're not taking the chalk here either. We're taking yeah. some schools, to, you know, but <laughs> I'm so, a big fan of Brian Gregory as a head coach. I, I think yeah. he's really got this program. I mean, look, this program was awful when he took him over and look, I know they're still, I'm still projecting them, you know, not to be in the NCAA tournament, but he's got them competitive and playing really good defense. They've been one of my favorite handicapping teams over the past two years with the way they play defense. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, but the way, the, the way you play, I, I burped there. Uh, the, the way that they play defense, I, I think they're a, uh, just a tough team night in night out to, to go against and David Collins, their shooting guard and Justin Brown, their other guard, they they're back. And then you get Alexis Yetna who 12.3 points a game. And that's a pretty good front court. Even Michael Durr, seven foot big man can, can seven points, six boards, essentially. Uh, and then Xavier Castaneda at the point, he's the big question mark for me. Can he, can he get the, can he take care of the rock? Can he up, up his game a little bit now that uh, he's the man at, at point after uh, the losses of Redu and Mer- um, whatever, Merkovic or whatever. Um, also got a Mississippi state transfer and a Texas tech transfer coming in on the bench to add some depth, but they got some experience on, you know, Dawson, the third who played some time and same with Rashawn Williams. So, I like this roster. I think it's better than some of the other ones that people project. 
uh, above. Yeah, the certainly yeah. they de- they they definitely have more experience than than some other schools above them in the in the projected standings. I mean, you mentioned. I mean, I think you hit on the on the highlights here. They only lose one significant player from last year in Rideau. And they get Yetna back. So if anything, that's kind of a wash. So, you know, Collins, Brown, and Yetna, that's a pretty nice trio. And then you you toss in a couple of those transfers for some for some extra depth. And I think USF can improve on their record and and you know standing last year. Last year they went seven and eleven, tied for eighth. I don't have a big jump up, but I do have them at seventh here this year. And like you said, um, this is a team that can, that can cover a lot of games from a gambling perspective, monitor the bulls from South Florida. I'm not saying they're going to win all these games, but they could be a covering machine because they, they do they, they kind of fly under the radar as far as, you know, the college basketball national landscape. Um, so when they play some of the better teams in conference here, Due to their defense, the games are relatively low scoring and usually they cover a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, before if we see eye to eye after this one, I'm gonna go crazy. But before I get there, I want to tell you guys that the college experience AAC American Athletic Conference previews brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If NFL, you choose 10 of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. If PGA MLB or esports choose five of the available 10 player props to build your lineup, each prop is assigned a fantasy value to both hit the over and the under based on how likely it is hit the most props, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly is awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. So use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the app or Google Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Don't forget that promo code SGP. All right. Okay. If you got this one lined up, man. Your, I'm assuming your, we do. I'm assuming seven we have for seven right now. Yeah. And you know, and that's because we both dropped a school who some, you know, publications have higher it after the eighth school, there's probably a teardrop, uh, you know, not a tattoo on your eye, <laughs> but <laughs> a different kind of drop in tears. Uh, you know, so I think I'm assuming we have the same pick here. Number eight, Tulsa. Yep. The golden hurricane. We're eight for eight right now. Frank Hayes. Um, Okay. He loses a ton from last year. And what's crazy is they were going to make the tournament last year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They would, they were having a nice year. They, they tied for first. Yeah. They went 13 and five in conference, 21 and and 10 overall. They had some crazy games too, man. Much like their football team this past Thursday. Uh, the Golden Hurricane, though they lose a ton, and Brandon Rochelle is the top guy back, twelve point one points a game at the at the. Uh, they start four guards. This, see, this is what I mean, though, Nick. This is a, a really short team. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be playing in a conference that so far, I mean, UCF was pretty tall too. So uh, maybe you match up good against Houston, or maybe uh, who was the other school we said there? I don't know, but uh, uh, it's a it's they're going to take some, some hits. I think at the, they're starting four guards. I mean, look at Memphis's height compared to them. It's tough. Um, 
But yeah, and and to build on that, I mean, even you know their big man, their their projected starter at big man is a transfer from Illinois State, Ray Adowu, yeah. who's only six nine, and you know he only averaged four point four points at Illinois State. So who knows if he's actually going to start? But if he doesn't, if you're looking at the bench, I mean, they do have a seven footer, but this dude has played very sparingly. I mean, only averaged up one point seven points a game as a senior. So I don't expect him. I, you know, he's a bench warmer. He's almost a walk on kind of. I don't expect him to finally, you know, figure out how to play basketball as a senior in college. And you know, mentioning you know, you mentioned the depth, or I mentioned the depth or lack thereof. I mean, this bench here, there is no bench. They yeah. have, <laughs> I mean, so you have a small team, uh, and you have no bench. Now they do have five upperclassmen starting, but after that, it's tough to you know find a whole lot here to like. You know, of those five starters, two of them are transfers. I mentioned the guy from Illinois State, and then there's Curtis Haywood coming over from Georgia Tech. He didn't do a whole lot in the ACC either. So you're not quite sure what you're getting with those two guys. And more importantly for me, I'm just not a Frank Haith fan. You know, I think uh, he was on usually, that yacht with uh, who was it? Nevin Shapiro. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I hadn't heard that name in a while, but uh, yeah, usually, you know, wherever Frank Haith goes, you know, trouble and scandals follow. And he seems to always stay a step or two, you know, yeah. in front of the executioner somehow. Got to respect that a little bit. <laughs> Got to respect that a little bit. He's like, you know, I'm going to take well that played. Missouri job. <laughs> yeah, well played. And then, yeah, it's, then he he leaves Missouri for Tulsa. It's like, why'd yeah. you do that? Like, oh, you know. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then the hammer gets dropped on Missouri. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, I guess you got to respect his game, but I don't respect him as a coach. I don't know him personally, but I probably don't respect him as a man. So uh, therefore I'm dropping Tulsa. Yeah. Um, there, I got them at the eight spot too. At the nine spot. I think we're going to have the same team, dude. <laughs> Who's your ninth. Uh, I'm going to go. And I think it's a big year for, uh, I mean, probably next year is going to be the huge year for him, but Aaron McKee, former temple player played under John Chaney. I, do we, are we different? We have a difference. Yes. It took the owls. Look, I understand they don't return much Jake Forrester, but I still think this team was kind of a, they were kind of a weird team last year. They would get up some games and then they would not. Now I know they lose a ton, but he brings in some, some decent freshmen. Um, I don't know. I just kind of trust that temple is just not going to be dog shit. You know what I mean? So I'm going to put them there. And really, I mean, uh, the, you look at who they return. It's really Devondre Perry and Jake Forrester's are only real. Now I will say this, they're wait. They were waiting on some waivers, Sage Tolbert from Southeast Missouri, Missouri and Khalif battle from Butler. If they can get them to play, they will really strengthen that bench. Maybe, maybe one of them even starts for him. So uh, also a Wisconsin transfer, Ty Strickland going to be there too at the point. So I have the owls at number nine. It pains me to say it, but I have Temple last wow. in the America. Uh, you know, I th- I love the Temple basketball pro- uh, program, and and college basketball is better when Temple is good. You know, they have such such a rich history, and you just always appreciated how they played basketball because they never got the top recruits. They're always just one of those tough northeastern schools who you never wanted to play. Uh, but that definitely wasn't the case last year. I mean, last year six and 12 in conference, 14 and 17. Overall, they finished 10th 
And, you know, they were, they weren't a good team last year, but they lose the top three top three scores from that team. You know, their leading returner only averages seven a game. Now they have a few transfers coming in and a boatload of freshmen, but I, I don't think those guys are ready for big roles. So I don't looking at their roster. I don't see how things get any better in Philly for temple. If anything, it's going to be another long year and maybe a worse finish. Maybe instead of winning six games in conference, maybe it's closer to three or four. I have them last actually. So you're going with my pirates then. I am going with your pirates. Actually, <laughs> see, I'm trying. I'm not trying to. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> we got well, we got a know, stud in Jaden Gardner. <laughs> I mean, if, if jinxing is fiction, is uh, you know, pro, uh, projecting them to finish ninth in the conference. <laughs> hey, for them that'd be a nice finish because we know ECU. You know, Greenville is not an easy place to to win basketball games. They were brought into this conference due to you know due to what they were doing on the football field. I emphasize what they were doing on the football well, it field. Took a, it took a Duke guy to ruin that and Scotty Montgomery. <laughs> 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 and the you know, and the the JMU coach that's there now is, you know, still a lot of question marks. I there. think he's gonna be fine. I still think he's the answer. They they cut okay. that my lock against Temple worked out. So uh and I'm locking them this week too, getting thirteen against SMU. So um, right. Look, but this team doesn't lose anybody, really. I mean, you know, the question is all the players they bring back, are they any good? Well, J- Jaden Gardner's good. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's probably about it, you know. Um, but they start three upperclassmen, they got decent depth. Um, I think moving them from their eleventh place finish last year to ninth is probably more of an indication on the other schools and what they lost more so than ECU getting better. Uh, but somebody has to finish, you know, somebody has to win a few more games than than the other schools and ECU won five last year. I think with that kind of experience, uh, with that, you know, type of a player on the team to, to lead them, I think they can win a couple more and, you know, squeeze out a ninth place finish. They were one of the youngest teams in the nation last year. And Joe Dooley came over from Florida Gulf coast, second stint at ECU. Hey, I do like that aspect is this is his best team he's had and they're incredible. They're still young. I mean, you look at this, I see what two senior, three seniors on the whole roster all in only one starting. So uh, I, and this year doesn't even count. So I, I think then over the next couple of years, East Carolina might win the national championship. How do you feel about that? Oh, sure. No problem, man. I think you should place a future bet right now doing it, buddy. Um, but I agree. I, I mean, look, or I, I don't agree. I mean, look, I'm hoping you're right and I'm wrong, but I, cause I'm taking temple at that, at that nine spot. I, uh, actually, I actually took East Carolina at the, uh, at the 10 spot and it's tough because I was kind of going back and forth between East Carolina and Tulane. But, um, before I get to, uh, talking about the green wave, I want to tell the college, uh, tell the, the people out there that the college experience is brought to you by Ace per head. Ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? Well, guess what? Ace per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus Ace per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right. Now this is the, the deal here. Tulane is my last ranked team. And I think they're Nick's second to last. And Correct. 
you know, last year was year one for Ron Hunter, and there was a huge difference in play from Tulane with Mike Dunleavy to Tulane with Ron Hunter. You really saw it. Like, even though they'd struggled, they were much more competitive, much more competitive to me, which makes me think I, I'm, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I filled this out and I was like, man, they could be better than Tulsa. You know what I mean? Like they were in some games last year, man. And I think Ron Hunter, I actually think he's a good coach. We saw him all those years at Georgia state. Remember he was in the chair. He had like a torn ACL. He was coaching from like a fucking office chair in the tournament when they upset Baylor and he fell over the chair when his son hit that three. Um, but, but what do you think of this green wave team? Yeah, I think he's making baby steps with the program, which is why I don't have them dead last. <laughs> uh, you know, in in every conference we do, there's it seems like there's at least one school who is like the transfer heavy heavy school of that of that year and you know, in the American it's definitely Tulane. They lose a bunch of guys, but they got transfers coming in from Southern Miss, from Alabama, from Nebraska, maybe another from Vanderbilt. Yeah, you know, usually I'm not a big fan of bringing in all these people from all these places and trying to get them, you know, to come together as one team in one year. And that's obviously why I have Tulane second to last. Uh, but I think they definitely have more talent than Temple. And you mentioned Ron Hunter. I am a big fan of his. I think he will improve this program. And he's he's right at at this point, he's much more proven than Aaron McKee. Which is why I have Tulane over Temple for that, you know the last two uh, spots here in the American. That is a fair point, and I will. But to me, it was just such a huge difference. I know, like taking Mike Dunleavy's squad. I mean, I was fading Tulane a lot two years ago, and last year uh, he comes right in, and I felt like it were always a tough when you we bet against them. It was always a tough play. I was like, damn it, man, Tulane is hanging around. You know what I mean? Like. So I think I locked them up a few times. I think Tulane did, uh, did pretty well for me last year. Yeah. Yeah. So green wave would be there. My, I have them last, but I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, I, I, that sounds might... to me like you're taking temple based on history alone. I still think they got a little edge to them. I still think there's a little bit of edge to, to the owls. And I, I think that's going to matter coming up to Philly. It's going to be cold. So give me uh give me t- I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it. another bottle of bourbon for the Temple uh, Tulane bet. <laughs> we gotta start tracking this. Okay, so who so who finishes with more conference wins, Temple or Tulane? It's Owls, baby. All right, let's do it, man. There You're we on. go. There we go. I love this thing. Can you jot these side bets down? Because we're gonna lose track. I think we already have. <laughs> uh, worst comes to worst, I just go to Costco and get you like one of those gigantic bottles of Evan or not Evan Williams, but uh, Woodford Reserve. Just a couple of those. There you go. Um, there you go. That works. All right, guys. This is the College Experience AAC preview. If you're a first time listener, we handicap every single Division One college football and college basketball game. Uh, check out our other previews that we did for every other conference. But uh, yeah, we handicap all those games. Been doing it for three and a half years over 500 every single season on football and basketball. So uh, make sure you check us out. We put our locks out there too. We, we give our picks away for free on a spreadsheet at sports gambling podcast.com locks included. So we're just giving you free money. Essentially. Um, if you c- could get over to uh, iTunes, look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks, but I would love to charge you to get over to iTunes and, and, and charge you for being a kind human being charge your kindness Cause I want you to go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. Cause oftentimes sponsors look at the comments. They want to see fans engaged with the, the podcast and this, you know, they want 
they want to think that the podcast is hip and cool, which it certainly is when I'm, when I'm behind the microphone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, please, if you can do that, uh, we'd appreciate it. And, uh, if you do that, take a screenshot and uh, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter. And I, I will enter you in a raffle to win a college experience t-shirt, but it's not your normal raffle. You are guaranteed to win. Just give me a week or two and you'll get your shirt. All right. Do that at the Colby D on Twitter. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Uh, he writes a ton of great content over at sports podcast.com. He also does a DFS podcast, college football and college basketball. Come play DFS college football and college basketball with us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We also give away lineups to win you money. So you want to check that out. Um, Patty C other co-host here. He's uh, on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give him a follow and tell him what a, what a, what a knucklehead he is on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we're part of the sports gathering podcast. They're on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. And uh, any last words on the American conference NC Nick? All I got to say is that by the time most people listen to this, we're probably only one day away from college basketball starting. Hell yeah. Let's do this. Yes, yes, yes. This is the college experience, American athletic style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.